I'm actually looking. I'm 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 hoping that that game does not disappoint because yes. everyone is expecting a ton of goals and heartache and and lots of heartache. Yeah, we'll but see what happens. Yeah, Puma Boy is back at seven thirty. This is Metro FM. Good morning. Niniola on Metro FM. That was sicker. 6.40. Welcome to Fresh Breakfast. That is the hashtag, Fresh Breakfast. Whatever's on your mind, if you want to share with us, voice note 081-577-3333. Every Wednesday, we talk about resolving conflicts we have within ourselves. And today's conflict is about, I guess, going public with personal stuff or not. How do you determine whether to tell your story uh, the Me Too hashtag has been trending uh, globally. Uh, it's even Time Magazine's uh, Person of the Year because it's been a massive movement. Uh, you know, different people coming out and saying, listen, I've also been a victim of this or mm. that. Mm. Um, for a lot of people, it's a personal story. Yeah. And, you know, that you're going to say, but why are you coming out 20 years later? doesn't help anyone because mm-hmm. no one wakes up and says, I'm going to tell something that's going to put me out there. Exactly. That's going to reopen wounds, mm-hmm. uh, amongst other things. And uh, hanging out with us this morning is Claire McFarlane. She's founder of Footsteps to Inspire. Morning, Claire. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. It's wonderful to be here. Footsteps to Inspire. What is that? Footsteps to Inspire is a journey um, that will see me run 16 kilometers of beach in every country of the world. Yeah. So 230 countries with the specific purpose to raise awareness uh, and support survivors of sexual violence. Mm. When do you start and what are you hoping to achieve at the end of this whole journey? That's a huge question. I know. Uh, (laughs) I want to get out the way. Um, I've actually already started. Yes. I've been on the road since last year. I started on the... Jeez. Yep. Yep. So um, 18th of July is when I started. Yes. Um, I have a personal story. I'm mm. a, a rape survivor. So that date's significant for me. It's actually the anniversary of my own rape. Yes. But it's also Mandela Day. So it was a mm. really beautiful day to start. Um, so I've been going for just over a year. Yeah. 32 countries down. Hmm. Uh, 198 more to go. What's the response been? And why is there not enough noise about this run? Oh, yes. Well, I mean, there is noise. There is noise. It's it's a, it's it's sort of, I think, you know, when it comes to rape and sexual violence, mm. there's still a lot of shame and taboo. Sure. And, and that's what this journey is about. I'm trying to use something quite different, which mm. is running, sure. to break that silence. Um, the response has been um, quite amazing. I, I set out with the, th- the, the thought process that I actually might be on my own every mm. time I mm. ran. Mm. And um, I've only, I, quite, I can count the countries on one hand that I've run on my own. Wow. Um, people want to be part of this. Yes. Mm. They want to talk about sexual violence. They want to understand it. Yes. You know, some have stories. Others are helping people that mm. have a story. Mm. So. We're hanging out with Claire McFarlane, founder of Footsteps to Inspire. Why did you choose to go public with your brutal rape? Yeah, so my, um, I, I heard you mention before a, a bit about what happened to me. So yes. I was raped when I was 21, when I was living in Paris as a student, so in 1999. First things first, you think Paris, you think I'd be safe here. Absolutely. Because that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. when I read your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I grew up here in South Africa. And, yes. you know, you kind of back of your mind always have this lingering, you know. and Romance. And, so, and well, and, and not expecting something like that to happen in France. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. Yes. So, um, very brutal rape. Uh, he tried to murder me. Um, mm. So, I, I I got out of it alive. Um, a lot to do with my own sort of... Um, I fought very hard, to be honest. Um, yes. And so, my own struggle. When you are 
in the middle of fighting for your life. Yeah. At what stage do you decide that I can't fight anymore? Yeah. Let me just let it happen. So, um, I actually didn't ever stop fighting, yeah. but I changed the way I fought. Ah. So when he grabbed me, um, I mean, I knew instantly. He he grabbed me to try and strangle me straight away, mm, yes. and um, I knew I was like, this isn't going to be about stealing my my bag. Yes, this is rape. Um, and there's something inside of you, and I and I, you know, I don't know if growing up here really prepares you for that because mm. a, a lot of a lot of stories I hear now is a lot of people freeze, but but I didn't have that instinct. I, mm. I fought like I tried to get away. Mm. I knew very quickly I was dealing with someone very dangerous. Um, yes. He had me in hold. So I was like, oh, martial arts, maybe maybe mm. military training. Mm. He was armed. So mm. he had a, a knife, he had a gun, and yeah. he had a can of mace. Wow. Um, and he used all of those mm. to, to as weapons mm. um, to hurt me. So what happened was there's a point um, where I actually... Uh, where I thought I'd lost my life, he mm. strangled me till I lost consciousness, sure. and that's when mm. I thought my life was over. Mm. But I, I came to not not much longer um, after that, and I started my struggle straight away. Physical struggle. I've got to get out of here. Mm. And but every time I struggled physically, he was beating me, and mm. and the more he beat me, the more I realized that um, I could potentially die, mm. like beaten to death. And obviously, um, and the more you fight, the harder he beats. Mm. Well, that's it. Yes. And the weaker you get too mm. so it's this really so there was this point I actually had this moment where he hit me very hard in my eye and it caused this big loud popping sound in my head mm. and then that's when I thought something I've got to do something here mm. and I remembered something um, I finished high school in Australia mm. and in our last year of high school we had a survivor speak to us mm. and she'd share techniques of how to get out of a dangerous situation not through physical force but by talking to uh, your attacker mm. yes and that's what I started to do I actually told him I was terminally ill and I was dying. Mm. Um, and that way of starting that conversation somehow humanized me and it's what saved my life. Mm. So what did he do? He stopped and ran off? No, no. He continued to, I mean, he continued to rape me. It didn't yeah. stop him from raping me. And in the beginning, he didn't believe me, mm. but I just kept going. And, and then he heard that I wasn't French, for example. And he said, like, where are you from? And I, I said, well, I'm from Africa. Because mm. he was actually from Africa sure. as well. And, um, and so that I could tell really bothered him. And then he sort of asked me, you know, a bit about my life. And I, but I just, all of this while he's raping you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. it's a very strange thing because, but in a way it almost protected me because I was in my head thinking, I've, I've got to, I've got to believe the story I'm telling him. Yes. And, and my head was just, and so it almost sort of took my mind out of what was happening, um, even though my body was living through it. Yes, yes. Um, and then at the end, um, he actually um, pulled me up, told me to get down on my hands and knees. And uh, that's when I sort of pleaded with him and said, please no. Mm. You know, I'm going to be dead in a couple of months. Just, just let me go. Mm. And um, it's at that point that he, he walked away. Wow. Sure, story. How do you then, because someone out there has been through probably the same thing or even worse, how do you move beyond that point? How do you forgive? Have you forgiven? Um, like it, it's... Do you yeah, ever move on? Yeah, mm. you do move on. Um, not necessarily straight away. Uh, you know, there isn't any kind of right way to respond to this because um, you're going through so much trauma. Um, I was one very happy to be alive, and it was kind of weird. It was almost quite euphoric because mm. I, I hadn't died. Um, had a very rough time dealing with the medical services and with police in France. Mm. So you know, there was this constant battle. You know, and I knew that. I knew that potentially what would come next. 
next might be worse than mm. what had happened to me. Mm. Uh, and then I decided I couldn't keep living in France. I, I, I was a self-funding student, so I had to work at nighttime, and that put me again in danger. And yes. so I went to Australia where my, my family was and picked up my studies um, and got so busy that I went into denial and didn't really allow myself the chance to heal. Mm. And then that all changed 10 years later. Oh, They caught the man. In fact, uh, hold that thought and uh, we'll carry on after this. We're hanging out with Claire McFarlane on Metro FM. She's a founder of Footsteps to Inspire. 1999, she was brutally raped and left for dead on the streets of Paris. Ten years later, they catch the mofo. She'll tell us more after this. Experience innovation with the Mercedes Me Adapter. Offering an array of functions, the Mercedes Me Adapter will let you interact digitally with your car like never before. Keep an eye on maintenance, plan trips, and even find your way back to your parked vehicle. Selected models only, visit mbworld.co.za hash um, forward slash Mercedes Me or your nearest Mercedes Benz dealership for more information. T's and C's apply. Mercedes Benz, the best or nothing. Metro FM Traffic, brought to you by Telcom. Be a winner with Shell and Metro FM. There are five BMWs to be won. Make any purchase at a Shell garage. Keep your slip and text your name and Metro FM to 32210. One of those BMWs will be won by you, the Fresh Breakfast listener, and we'll also throw in an extra couple of thousand rand. We have different themes all week, and for today, all you have to do is send us a voice note to 081-577-3333 and tell us about your trip from hell. Send your voice notes, your trip from hell. We could be calling you with 5,000 rand in cash. Mikasa on Metro FM. This is Feeling You, 6.56. Welcome to Fresh Breakfast. We're hanging out with Claire McFarlane, founder of Footsteps to Inspire. In 1999, uh, Claire was brutally raped, left for dead on the streets of Paris. And 10 years later, after proverbially, I guess, moving on with your life, Relo- yeah. relocating to Australia. Yeah, and um, well, and then I, I, I was um, relocated to Europe, and you know, yes. in ten years, when you're in denial, you do a lot of things. Where's your family at this stage? What kind of support are you getting, if at all? Um, my family sort of spread uh, around the world, yes. um, but you know, and this is the very big thing I think that it's really important to understand with sexual violence. It affects your family, yes, and they go through a certain level of trauma. So my family at the time couldn't help me the way I wanted them to help me because they were struggling to grapple with what had happened mm. with me. In as the well. ideal world, what kind of support do you wish you'd gotten from them back then? Um, yeah, probably just a um, you know a big bear hug and sort of someone saying it's going to be okay. You yes. know, no matter what, it's going to be okay. Mm. Um, you know, and we're here for you. And we'll he- listen to you. Sure. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's there. Yeah, that's the ideal world, isn't it? Did anyone ever blame you for being at the wrong place at the wrong time? Uh, yes, a lot. Mm. A lot. From the, from the minute it happened. And I mean, I was beaten and brutally, mm. like, you know, with so many injuries. And uh, the, the first nurse that saw me in hospital said to me, it must have been something you did. Mm. Oh, you must wow. have provoked this. Oh, wow. So, and then we're yeah. surprised when people don't want to speak out. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I know it's, um, but you know, something I I knew, and I, and I think that's what you know, speaking out is so important and sharing is that. I knew deep down inside of me that there was absolutely nothing I did because rape and sexual violence isn't about sex. It's about the abuse of power. And it's about someone, it wouldn't have mattered what I was wearing. True. It wouldn't, that night, that that man, that's what he wasn't intent on doing. And and no matter um, where I was, what I did. He just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. 10 years later, they catch this bugger. Yeah. Remember where you were when you heard the news? Yeah, I was actually. I um, I was in Spain. Yes. Um, I was with my brother. It was his 30th birthday. And uh, we had actually just had a conversation. I hadn't had a lot of discussion with mm. my family. Mm. And we just had a conversation about, um, I sort of said to him, you know, 10 years have come. Um, I probably need to close this chapter of my life and, and deal with it. So have some counseling. Try and move forward now. Mm. They're never going to catch this man. Mm. And the very next day. Wow. I, I got contacted by the police in Paris. Wow. Oh, yeah. So do we know what else he had done that they nailed him via DNA? Uh, yeah. So he had actually, um, there was a lot of uh, um, unsolved cases linked to him, only a few with DNA. Um, so he'd, he'd done some similar attacks to women. Yes. But what actually caught him was um, a domestic violence case Um, he'd beaten up his wife Mm. so in that time he'd gotten married um, and it was two years before they actually apprehended him that he'd done this France's DNA system is a bit messy Um, they almost lost the DNA Mm. um, but uh, a neighbor had reported made a complaint about the um, what had happened and they systematically take DNA now when there's a complaint what did Claire do next find out after this our very own Somizi and Heavy K, Ngeponile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somizi busy explaining to Claire, our guest, <laughs> what the song means. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the song says Ngeponile, which I've, I've seen it all. Yes. Ngifundile, uh, I've learned. Mm. And then I mean, I'm translating to Claire because it means it, I've seen it all, I've done it all, yes. I've done them all. <laughs> done them all. Mm. Mm. Wow. Listen, if that is not a lesson, nothing will ever be a lesson. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're hanging out with Claire McFarlane, founder of Footsteps to Inspire. Mm. Uh, she chose to share the story of her rape survival. Uh, happened on the streets of Paris in 1999. He was arrested 10 years later via DNA. Did he go to court? Did you attend, Claire? Uh, yes, it did. Yes. Um, France has a different law system to South Africa. Yes. It's actually called Napoleon Law, okay. which meant that I was actually a civil party. I mm. wasn't a witness for the state. Ah. So I had to pay for it. What do you Wait. mean? What? Yeah, I had to find my own lawyer and um, go through with the case on my own separately. Uh, Shut but up. Are you serious? I'm very serious. Wow. Yeah. So there's... Wow. France has a 2% conviction rate. Um, it's one of the lowest in the world. And I think it's this would be one of the reasons. Yeah, because then obviously justice is for those with money. Absolutely. And even if you are French, you can get a court-appointed lawyer, but they will take up to half of any kind of compensation payout. So it's it's never cost-free. So tell us about that journey of having to now fund this yourself. Yeah. So I um, – look, you know, when they caught him, there were all these things, all these little signs that, mm. I mean, they caught him, you know, just before the 10-year mark – statutory period of limitations in France is 10 years. Mm. So that's the time frame someone can be tried for a crime. Mm. They got him two weeks 
before, before. the tenure. Wow. Mm. So there were all these things from the universe saying, mm, you know, yes. you, this is we're giving you Just a second a chance. chance to be done. Yeah, you need to go f- do this. Um, I'd been saving up to buy a house. Mm. And so I used that money and I just thought, just mm. just do this. this. I need to have no regret. Yes. Um, it wasn't easy. Uh, Did you meet him? I In court. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I ID'd him in a lineup first. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I did that. That was then. That was a shock, first of all, to mm. remember him mm. so clearly. Um, court was a very small, sort of quite a very intimate process. So um, it, it, it look, it, the legal process dragged on for six years. Wow. Good Lord. So I only had closure in 2015, not so long ago. Did you get to say anything to him? Yeah, I was, um, I got to give my um, victim statement. Uh, I chose to do it in an open court. I I wanted people to hear. I don't Mm. know, something I, you know, he'd he'd hidden behind uh, a sort of a lie and said he couldn't remember it, he didn't do it. Um, And I I just wanted everyone in the room to hear. And um, I did, I spoke to him at the end. I addressed Mm. him directly. Mm. Um, I'd moved through a lot by then. You know, when you've, 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 for, for three years, you're preparing for it to go to court and mm. you, you call to speak about your story and constantly. And I felt interrogated, I mean, a lot of the time. All the time. Mm. And, um, Did you ever want to so say, actually, not forget it, guys? It's so, yeah, there were a few times. Yeah. Um, the, the first time I was going to walk away from it was when he um, wasn't uh, admitting to guilt. Mm. And in France, they do something called a confrontation. They put you in a room, probably smaller than the studio, mm. with your attacker Mm-mm. to try and force them to confess. Mm-mm. Wow. And I, I just looked at them and said, are you How insane? How traumatic is that? Like being raped all over again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just said, are you in crazy? Like, if you do that to me, then this is, I'm dropping the case. Mm. I'm walking away. Um, so you didn't so do it? They, they, didn't, they didn't make me do it. So. Clear. Just out of curiosity, where is your family during all this? Are you getting support from them? Um, yeah, so I was saying before, my family really didn't, um, you know, cope so well with it. And I, I had to deal with that quite early on. Yeah. I had a, I mean, I've had a really good friendship network. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in the beginning, you keep it to yourself mm. because there is a, I've never felt shame with what happened to me, but there yeah. is a, a fear about speaking about it. Mm. And, um, but then I realized that I had to tell people. And when I shared it with people I trusted, they were amazing. Mm. Yeah. Network. So, um, and I had a, an incredible lawyer. She was, you know, I paid for her, yes. mm. but mm. she was, um, in the end turned out to be a real, a real rock for me as well. Claire, I was, I was watching, um, Anelis show on CPC three and Brendan Ngoli, who's a, one of the biggest actresses that we have, she, for the first time, she spoke about her sexual harassment on set and stuff. But then she didn't say who that person was, and that person even called it the K word, mm. and it was a, a, a white producer and mm. tried to grab her private parts and stuff. Mm. And she, she, she spoke about the incident for the first time, but she didn't say. And in my head, I was like, isn't that still maybe protecting the person? Mm. Um, how far can you go? And because there's a lot of people that are listening now that have gone through the same thing that you went through. They can't talk. They can't share because of the stigma and so forth and so on. How far can you go by just disclosing everything? And, and what do you need to get those guts to, to be like you today? Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, I truly believe in breaking silence. Uh, I was in a way forced to break my silence when they caught the man. Mm. And I'm so glad I was because it, it allowed me to heal. 
sure. allow me to recover and get mm. to where I am right now. Um, this journey, so I've been to 32 countries. I've moved through um, parts of Africa already. So mm. I've run in South Africa, Namibia, um, East Africa countries. Mm. So, you know, in the context here in Africa, it's, it, you know, sexual violence, sexual harassment. It's almost a, it's almost an everyday occurrence yes. yeah. for a yes. lot of yeah. people. And I know that Culturally, traditionally, it's very hard to speak out. Mm. A lot of the time it's seen as the woman's fault, um, you know, a lot of blame. I truly believe that breaking silence doesn't mean necessarily disclosing everything. Mm. Yes. If you feel like you can't, that, that's okay. I mm. think it's, you, you've got to just listen inside and, and go inside and say, what do I need? Yes. Sure. Um, you know, eventually, I think just saying it happened to me mm-hmm. is, is enough of a, mm. a yes. step forward. And then if you can say it again and, and maybe go and get some help from someone who's – I really do advocate for help, like sure. organizations, people that are trained to really – you know, they understand this and yeah. they understand what you need um, mm. because we don't necessarily get the help from the people we love. That's exactly. Okay. True. 16 minutes after 7, fresh breakfast on Metro FM. We're hanging out with Claire McFarlane, founder of Footsteps to Inspire. Now, your, your incident uh, happened in 1999. In the interim, do you feel like uh, society has become more sensitized towards, you know, protecting women that have gone through this or... The, the process seems to still be the same in 1999 as it is now in 2017. Have we made any inroads in, in dealing and sensitizing people towards, you know, sexual... Especially on the continent. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, actually, I think that um, here in South Africa, absolutely, yes, definitely. Mm. Um, uh, you know, there's some really um, positive things happening. There's, there's some very strong lobby groups. Um, rape crisis down in Cape Town is a big one. Yeah. Um, and they're currently campaigning for the rollout of sexual violence courts yeah. in yeah. every magistrate of the country. Mm. So that's all be over, that'll be over 230, mm. which basically means equal access to justice yes. for everyone. Yes. That's phenomenal. And it's a world first. Mm. No, no other country in the world is doing that. So, wow. so there's some really amazing stuff happening in Africa. Yes. Um, other parts of the world, I mean, I look at what happened to me in France. Mm. Nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a first world country. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's been, it's been, you know, now it's been um, 12, 13 years for me. Mm. Longer than that, actually, sorry. Um, that, you know, and it still hasn't changed. So, mm. But we are speaking out more, and I think that's, you know, me too, mm. talking about. Um, we Also, I think what's also coming out is that sexual violence isn't just a woman's issue. Sure. Yeah. And I've seen that. I've had a lot of male survivors come to me, um, a lot of your LGBTQ mm-hmm. community deeply affected by this. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Is this guy in prison? No. Huh? No? <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, he did no. go to jail uh, when they caught him. Of course, he he was he was put in jail. He wasn't allowed bail um, just because of the gravity of, mm. of what had happened. He was sentenced to twelve years, but he served just under four. How? So France has a couple of very strange things. No, France has <laughs> yeah. a, a ton of strange things. France must fall. So, and Jeez. you know, you know, something really important is to recognize France has colonized a lot of countries yeah. around the world. So here in Africa, particularly West Africa, they're subjected to French law. Wow. So, so a lot of African survivors in West Africa mm. will have a similar story as mine. Wow. Um, so France actually reduces a sentence by seven days every month. Regardless of behavior. Wow. Someone will never do their full sentence just because of that. And then they have a very... So he could carry on offending in prison? Uh, Yeah. And it's still... That 
seven day reduction is automatic wow. every month. Mm. Wow. Um, and then he was released on, from what I understand, good behavior. They've never officially told me. Mm. They don't believe it's the victim's right to know. Jeez. Know. Because they know the system is broken. Sure. Yeah. But as my lawyer said, you know, if he lived in the same building as you, you'd want to have an option to move. Yes. You know, it's, it's not on you to move, but you'd like to have the choice. Yes. Um, a bit of courtesy, please. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, a, wow. it's a very failed system. Claire, how do we get involved with Footsteps to Inspire? Okay. So um, please join the movement. I mean, this is what I'm wanting it to become. It's, yes. it's, it's you know, the, the more we can open up and talk about this, um, the easier it's going to get. Uh, so footstepstoinspire.org is the website. Um, same same name for Facebook as well, Footsteps to Inspire. Mm. Um, you know, I invite people to come and run with me. So um, I've run in South Africa already, but the goal is for this to become an annual event. Mm. And so I'm hoping around next year, the 18th of July, there'll be a run here in South Africa. So follow the Facebook page, mm. Footsteps to Inspire, for all the details. Um, and then if anyone out there needs to share their story, um, you know, you can write to me. Mm. Um, it's Facebook. I'm doing a lot through that just because it's an easy way to access yeah. me. Yes. Um, I answer all my personal messages on that. So, so okay. Facebook again. Where do we find you? Footsteps. Yes. To inspire. Claire, and it's all one word. You are legendary. We mm. salute you. We bow down to not only the fact that you are brave enough to want to share this with mm. us, but that uh, you want to affect change. Yes, thank you. A lot of us have stories to tell, but we're not necessarily knowing how to take it forward Absolutely. such that uh, it makes sustainable change. Absolutely. So yeah. All the best, and uh, we're behind you all the way. Thank you very much. And if ever you need a random partner, Sumiz is available. Hallelujah. Awesome. <laughs> I'll be waiting with ciders at the finish line. <laughs> but you can come and walk. I mean, I've had a lot of... Uh, you walk, you can just be there, you know. Running's not an obligation. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Claire McFarlane from uh, Footsteps to Inspire. 24 minutes after 7, Metro FM traffic update brought to you by Outsurance. You know they could save you money, so why not put them to the test? Here is Rob Busy. There's been a crash on the R24. If you're driving out to the airport, it's the R24 East, just around Barber Road, so there's some slow-moving traffic there, and also the lights are out on the Barber Road Bridge with the R24, so there's the crash, plus uh, through the Seapoint area today, make sure you've got plenty of extra time, or uh, just take an alternative route, maybe go over Cliff and go to the Atlantic Seaboard. I'm Rob Beattie, this is Fresh Breakfast Traffic. Metro FM traffic update brought to you by Outsurance. SMS out to 40019 and start saving on your car and home insurance today. So the petrol price is going up. Again. But before you let that ruin your day, here's something that's guaranteed to put a smile on your face. SMS out to 40019 and if Outsurance can't beat your current car insurance premium, they'll pay you 400 rand. If you haven't had a car insurance claim in three years, you can ask them for 400, 800 rand. How's that for a bit of good news? SMS out to 40019 now. Outsurance is an authorized FSP. Standard rates and SMS rates apply. Remy Ma, Lil' Kim, Wake Me Up. Fresh breakfast on Metro FM. DJ PH is in the mix straight after this. This is Metro FM. In the headlines this hour, the High Court in Pretoria is expected to hand down judgment in President Jacob Zuma's application to review and set aside former public protector Tulima Donzela's state of capture report. And the ANC Deputy Secretary General Jesse Duarte says leaders of the ruling party must take responsibility for divisions in the organization. Details at 8. Still to come in this hour. 
hashtag December mix checking out DJ PH and then 5,000 rand in cash could be yours courtesy of Metro FM and Shell Starting off with the hockey news, Retta Halkett and Celia Evans have been named the country's best men's and women's hockey players for 2016. The duo were among the award winners announced on Tuesday by SA Hockey in Johannesburg. In football news, Manchester United has the perfect chance to put their derby despair behind them tonight when Bournemouth uh, visit uh, Old Trafford. Arsenal faces a stern uh, Premier League test across London when they square up with West Ham tonight. Both matches kick off at 10pm. Locally, Mamelodi Sundowns coach beats almost Simani says he has no intention of leaving the club and will remain at Glorkop as long as they want him. Meanwhile, his side meet another side who have recently found impressive form when they host Maritzburg United at Loftus. Masandawana have confirmed that Kama Biliat and Anthony Lafour will miss tonight's clash. And uh, of course, uh, in other, another match, Supersport United played just their ninth game in this season's campaign when they travelled to Goble Park to take on Free State Stars in a mid-table clash. On to cricket news. Ahead of the third Ashes Test starting in Perth tomorrow, John Hazelwood has revealed that Australia's pace bowlers are competing with each other to see who can knock over England captain Joe Root uh, in the ongoing series. Root is the visitors' uh, best batsman but has been kept relatively quiet in the first two games of the five-match series. And then finally in golfing news with a series of announcements over the last week, Rory McIlroy revealed what likely will be his most ambitious schedule ahead of Augusta National in the 10 years that he's been eligible for the Masters. The most McIlroy has ever played before the Masters was 7 to tournaments in 2009, the first year he was eligible for all four majors and back in 2016 as well. That's all the sports. The next update is between 12 and 3 on TGE. Hashtag Fresh Breakfast. Hashtag Key December Mix. His name is DJ PH. Find him on social media at I am underscore PH. I am underscore PH. Easily the busiest DJ in the country right now what a legend oh yeah and then ph messages uh, guys i have another two mixes ready when you guys are ready <laughs> what do you mean yes PH. Uh, he's uh, i guess booking himself and uh, deservedly so exactly mm. so right now we would love to make you a winner be a winner with shell and uh, metro fm Five bmws to be one make any purchase at a shell garage keep your slip and text your name and Metro FM to 32210, 32210, and you could be a winner. If you sent your voice note today about your trip from hell, you could be a winner. Yeah, my trip from hell, the recent one, I was in Velcom. Then I decided to go and visit my sister in Pretoria. It was her birthday. When I get to be, uh, Pretoria, my sister, she answered the phone that she was in uh, Petersburg or Pulukwane for Metro FM Eatways. Then I have to drive to Pulukwane. When I de- get there, she doesn't answer the phone. What is happening now? I drove around looking for accommodation. I couldn't get the accommodation. I end up sleeping in a car in a shell garage somewhere in Pulukwan. Thank you. Bye. My trip from hell was when I boarded a bus from Cape Town to, to Utenake. But the bus got stuck at George and then we were told that there's a bus coming to fetch us. We stayed the rest of the night, the whole day. The bus only came around 10 o'clock the next night. 
were giving stories that the bus is coming, is coming, and we, I, I don't have anyone. I wrote to, to, to Hello Peter, but I was stuck there. I was coming to a funeral, but I missed my, my grandmother's funeral. That's, that was too much for me. Good morning, team. I hope you guys are well. Uh, you're talking about my trip from hell. I remember we once visited, we were traveling to Rastenberg. We ended up in this, uh, it's a village and there's a king. You know, we it was something that I never want to experience because we were locked for the whole night at the king's call and so it was really hectic because that place was dark, was nothing, no light, no nothing because they say it is a ritual in that place. So we were traveling and we are attending a wedding there. So can you imagine being saying that we didn't So that trip I don't even wanna remember it in my life. Mm. Okay, guys, quickly, mm. we need a winner. I'm um, going for number two. Number two I'm for also me. Going for number mm. two. Okay, going with the, the bus person. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going with the bus person. Can we get a hold of the bus person? Um, okay, um, Mr. Producer Offense says we're having a problem with the reaching the bus person. But uh, if it was you stuck on a bus, <laughs> massacre, though. Already taking a bus is not so pleasant. And now you're stuck there. For an entire day. Oh. I mean, as long as I've got my drinks. Uh, <laughs> when she but also when she also went stuck in George, yeah, or it's a different story. What another yeah. George? You what? went stuck in George also at some stage. George, no, I get stuck in Mauritius. Come oh, okay. Wait, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On that note, we are out Raga of here. tomorrow. Uh, no, no, Raga Thursday. It's tomorrow Thursday. Yes, yeah, yes, Raga tomorrow. Wow. Fresh. Yes. From fresh, It's yes. on. It's yes. on. Leaving with a thought for today: Hard work never killed anyone. But the show does keep you off social media. So have a great day in spite of yourself. Same edition next.